Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Shintar Higashi with the Shintar Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about leveling up your judo, like immediately leveling up. Right. Ways to think about it, ways to approach it, a little bit of techniques and tactics and stuff like this, right? So, yeah, so the, we're talking about, like, you know the, tech, the basic techniques, you can do the throws. And Everybody make, knows the techniques. Right. But then, Sai, like, exactly. Osotogari, Ochi. How do you level up from there? Inside right. trip, outside trip, arm throw. Everyone knows so that. that. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, oh, you can't, you've been working on this particular throw, but it doesn't really work in Randori that well. But how do yeah. you actually like level up and, you know, execute yeah. those throws in the real setting? That's right. So, so what, uh, what would be the first concept that you would recommend thinking so about? So let's start off with like, okay, yeah. how do people train most of the time? Right. Here's an arm throw. Do it. Arm throw. Mm-hmm. Arm throw. Arm throw. Doing it repeatedly, repeatedly. Now it's like, go try it. Right. It doesn't work. You're only going right. for arm throws. It doesn't work. There's no context surrounding it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of precursor skills that are necessary before you can throw the person with an arm throw. Mm-hmm. Or you're attacking a very specific time. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you can look at it like Ipon Sanagi Kochi, complementary because it goes mm-hmm. back and forth. Now you have right, two right. attacks. Right. It's like if you're wrestling, single leg, high crotch. That leg, that leg. I'm attacking mm-hmm. the right leg, I'm attacking the left leg. Now you could chain those two moves together, mm-hmm. right? But chain wrestling is a little mm-hmm. bit different from judo because when you're chain wrestling, there's nothing holding you back with the gi, right? If someone mm-hmm. has a hold of you, mm-hmm. now you're stuck in that position. As opposed to wrestling, inside control can slip, right? right. Hand position is very, very fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you take the person out of position. So grip fighting, right. positional fighting looks a little bit different from wrestling and judo. Mm-hmm. Right, so now you're thinking Ipon Sanagi Kochigari back and forth, but mm-hmm. it's not enough because you mm-hmm. haven't really taken into account grip fighting yet. Right, right. So that's level two immediately, right. putting together techniques in a complementary way, but yeah. knowing that's not enough to be able to throw someone consistently. Right. And so here, here's a couple of uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, just uh, I was going to ask. So when you, how would you suggest you uh, people practice the combinations? Just like kind of when you do uchikomis, just try to do yeah. pick a combination and work on it. Or so before I even like talk combinations, yeah. I just want to talk complementary throws. Complementary throws, and yeah. then the basic level up is misdirection. I mm-hmm. fake one way, go in the other direction, Mm-mm-mm. right? I fake this way, I go like that. Like if you're doing like a crossover in basketball, right, 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 right. It's like that. I right. see. So, so it's not about just like, oh, pick a, a pick your favorite two throws and then practice them together. It, yeah, it's it can more be. Like a, yeah. It can be. But misdirections first because right. that concept is a lot easier to understand. Mm-hmm. So you pick two techniques going in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. Sasai, Harai. Right. Sasai, Osoro. Mm-hmm. Ouchi, Ipon Senagi. Right. Right. And now you can sort of shorten the complementary sort of opposing mm-hmm. directions right kochi tayo right so mm-hmm. it's going like this like this mm-hmm. right it's angling off like that's just the same side, side. yeah yeah like, based yeah. on the opponent's reaction right 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 and a lot of people do this kind of thing like okay i go kochi into tayo uh, why doesn't it work uh what am i doing wrong it's not what you're doing wrong it's the opponent's reaction mm-hmm. if they're not giving you a specific reaction that second technique's not going to be there mm-hmm. kochi tayatoshi Mm-hmm. Small inside trip to the leg throw, tight right. body drop, right? Yeah. Trying to hit this, but when I go coaching, the person drops to his stomach, there is no tight mm-hmm. That's just an extreme example. 
Right, right, right. right. That's always sort of that range of like, mm. how is this person reacting? Inside trip, the person's hopping away from you, mm-hmm. right? And going backwards, there's no more turn throw because he's not giving you that reaction for the turn. Right. So right. a lot of the times, like, ouchi, ipon senagi. Back attack, forward attack, right? So now we're trying to drill this and people are trying to force it. Ah, it's not, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Yes, because the person's hopping away from you and the momentum's going in that way. Mm. Therefore, ochi osoto, inside mm. trip, outside trip, because they're going in that same direction. Same direction, yeah. Right? So now it's like not, that's a little bit more of a combination as opposed to a misdirection. Right, right, right. I right? see. So that's sort of the tier up from just doing inside trip, take- just doing outside trip. And you have to have that fundamental building block to mm-hmm. be able to make these shapes of these techniques with a cooperating body. Right. You have to have that before you move on to this. Mm-hmm. Right? So you I have see. the individual attacks, now you have the complementary attacks. Mm-hmm. And you're going to drill these things using this misdirection concept. Mm-hmm. Like make it look like I'm going this way and then I go the other way. Right. 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 So then so now uh you you kind of learn this uh uh, complementary attacks and then like kind of misdirections and whatnot. So what 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 would be the next level? Would be sort of combinations. Com- oh, in the, now right. in the combinations. So now yeah, like, and yeah. I already made that example. Ochi yeah. Soto, and I'm reading my opponent's reactions. Right, right, right. So that's sort of the next level up from there. And mm-hmm. now we're not really talking randori yet. We're only talking cooperative. Setting, I see. Not right? even randori. Because yeah. if we're Trying to apply this idea now. We're drilling this stuff. I want to do this to Peter in a live mm. setting and slam him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. we have to have position. We have to have right. better positioning, right? Mm. If you're pulling down on my head and then my posture is compromised, I'm not a very athletic athlete there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not capable of making these movements because my movement is restricted. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So if you're going to do it in live, then you have to have positional advantages positional Mm -hmm. abilities right grip fighting even if you're losing right there's degrees of how bad you're losing in position right 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 if you look at an extreme example Mm -hmm. right if i'm down on my hands and knees and you're behind me with your hooks and you have my back we're doing niwaza there really is no tayatoshi or ochi or so that's (laughs) an extreme example right right right. so there's varying degrees of that right Right? so even if i'm losing by position just a little bit i could still kind of go for stuff Right. Mm-hmm. Although maybe it's not the most, the smartest thing to do, but you still can go for it. Mm-hmm. And I could overcome slight losing positions by being stronger or faster, right? Or, right, or surprising the person. I could still mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. You know? I see. So then, so you you kind of gave us some examples on the complementary throws. You know, yeah. like the Sasai to Harai, all this like opposing yeah. throws. So what are what would be the what would be some of the examples of these combinations you already mentioned ochi to osoro so there's like a uh, you know a little bit of different way to mixing things up here right yeah so misdirection really is like i do one thing mm-hmm. the person gives me a reaction i fake that one thing and go the opposite way right, right? and so people confuse that with combinations not really a combination i'm mm-hmm. anticipating a reaction and going in the opposite way that's sort of that complementary thing mm-hmm. right boom boom Right. Quick, 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 right? Fake Ipon Senagi gives me a defensive reaction backwards. Fake Ipon Senagi go Kochi. I see. Right? But if I do an Ochi, boom, create space, and the person pushes back into me, I turn and drop Senagi, and mm. now the person's going above me, right? That's a I little see. bit more of a combination, mm. right? I'm putting together two moves in a way based on the person's reaction. I'm doing it on the fly almost. 
I see. So it's in the first case, the complementary throws. You're it, with the first technique. You're not even trying to throw the person with the first technique, really. I do it you once know? and see if they bite, and then if they give me a reaction. Yeah, right. If right. they give me a reaction, then I can try to exploit that reaction. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. But on the complementary, uh, the combination side, you're like really trying to for uh throw with the first throw, but then if it fails, you immediately go for the another one. Potentially, right? Because it it depends on, like, if I go Ochi and the person keeps giving me a certain reaction, right? Right. As opposed to, like, faking it and then going into something else, I might try to force that same reaction and then use that to go for the next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Mixed direction is almost like a direct attack. Mm -hmm. It's like a much shorter direct attack. Right, right. So you have direct attack, misdirection, then combination. I see. Right? The difference between misdirection and combination, it's just a little bit more of a longer form for the... The combination that's I how see. i try to classify it to make it a little bit more understandable for right. people i right? see yeah and then so, the better position you're in mm-hmm. the more likely they are to respond to the first threat right. the first stimulus so that yeah then let's talk about the positions because you know all these combinations misdirections all uh yeah. complementary throws wouldn't work because we, we were just talking about working on these in a cooperative setting but yeah. we have to move on to non-cooperative setting. And then for that, you need positioning. Yeah. Right? So how, how would you, you know, recommend people work, uh, work on that? Well, there's a whole gripping system. Right. Whole positional advantage system. Kind of hard to teach them now. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, listen to me, like right angles here, left angles. Yeah. Blah, blah. Right. So you can check out my YouTube videos and then I have a ton of videos and resources on that. Right. Right. Uh, but the general consensus is, Right, better position of your hands mm-hmm. lead to better application of your techniques. Right, right. The better position of my hands, the more the threat is for you to get thrown. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're much more likely to respond and react mm-hmm. to my initial threats. Right, right. Because you're essentially like uh, you can force your game onto someone else instead of you more, react yeah. reacting yeah. to whatever you're partner's yeah. doing yeah and grip fighting and positional fighting are a little bit different grip mm-hmm. fighting you're coming out the gate and just fighting for grips fighting for grips a lot of initial contact stuff right. is very important positional advantages and positional adjustments you're already linked up and now you're making small adjustments to gain incremental position right, right. a lot of the times you do this by attacking the feet moving off balancing mm-hmm. showing threats and then adjusting a little bit more mm-hmm. right so now you have contextually right the entire right. context of the things you're not just doing inside trip outside trip hip throw right you're mm-hmm. doing grip fighting positional adjustment and positional fighting direct attacks misdirections combinations mm. so you see how it sort of cascades all the way through, right 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 and then in between what you don't see is the feints mm-hmm. showing the feints cloaking your attacks right even right. if it's a direct attack a lot of the international guys right grip fighting advantage adjust a little bit, looking for that Asoto. Mm. Right? They don't just dive bomb for one Asotogari. Right. They're like, fake the Soto, fake the Soto. Right. Quick faint, quick faint. So now you see how the other person's reacting. Mm-hmm. Does that person respect your Asoto? Right, right. If he's leaning in the opposite direction, now you could fake and then do a misdirection to side. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. It's it's like, yeah, so it's more like you're... you're a- kind of approaching your randorio matches in a more like you're thinking more you're like trying yeah. to make the throw happen instead yeah. of just going for the throw directly yeah. and whatnot yeah and all these are specific skills right right grip fighting advantage 
over the back. Fake Osoro, fake Osoro. The person's like, ah, this guy's not going for Osoro. Osoro, boom. Oh, right? Yeah. So like now, you know, you have a real threat. Uh-huh. And if you could get yourself in that advantage position every single time, that mm-hmm. Osoro is going to be very powerful. But you can't just bomb Osoro every single time because they could just wait for it. So that's why you cloak that attack. Right. Fake, 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 fake. Right. Pause, pause. Hey, I'm going for it. Hey, I'm going for it. No, I'm going for Sasai. Now I'm bombing you, Osoro. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. I see. I see. You see what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and all of this, I mean, it, you know, it's hard to just, it's not easy to get. I think it, it requires a lot of practice. Yeah. And now. So, a lot of practice. Yeah. But you could practice all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's a missing element a lot of the times when people learn a new skill. Yeah. Know, new learn technique, new, learn a new combination. Mm-hmm. They drill it for five minutes mm-hmm. in a absolutely cooperative setting. And now, okay, try it. Go live, right. which is like 70 to 100%. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a big gap. There needs to be sort of an intermediary. Right. right. Where, okay, I start with advantage. I'm faking, faking, and then going. Right. And I'm only limited to these attacks. So now the other person's giving some sort of defense, like 30, mm-hmm. 40%. There needs to be that intermediary step. And that's something that I've been really trying to uh, work on and mm-hmm. teach and preach at the dojo right now. I see. They go and, more positional know, drill, drilling in a way. Yeah, it's like drilling, but it's not really drilling. It's like uh, modified live almost. I see, I see. But specifically to acquire a certain skill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a big thing that was missing for a while, uh, I right. think, in the training. And I think a lot of people missed it because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Uchikomi, here's technique of the day. It's Ochi, go like this. Mm-hmm. You know, go do it in Randori, go. Right, People right. People figuring out, it's like, ah, oh, I can't do it. I can't really figure. Out. Can't. I don't understand why. Because there's a big, big gap between learning the technique, doing that one throw, and then hitting it in the live context. Right, right. Because in a live context, the person's also trying to throw you. They're trying to counter you. Trying to pull your head down. They're fighting for position. They're going for grips. They're doing ipon senagi. They're dropping to the floor. They're attacking the waza. They're doing all these different things, yeah. and you're just looking for that ochi, ochi. How right. do I do? That? And sensei, I can't do it. I don't know what's wrong going on. And then sensei usually like, you're not making the circle with your foot. <laughs> it's like no man, that's not what it is. Right. Because right? the person so will needs- probably know. Uh, the person will probably know how to do ochi properly. It's just all, all yeah. the other context around yeah. it. Yeah. And sometimes they just can't even make the shape of the throw. Period. You know and. Yeah. Then you really can't hit it ever. Right. And then they say, it doesn't work. Ah, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so I guess yeah. this is more of a like a modern, more modern way of training, I guess, in a way. Because traditionally, yeah. like yeah. in Japan, there's a, they could have more mess, mess time and more bodies to train with. So this kind of just happens organically. Yeah. And, it's this deliberate yeah. practice situation, right. right? That's like sort of in the research now. Mm-hmm. With like, if you're looking at tennis and you're looking at a high backhand, right? Right, right. Now it's like, okay, uh, I how do I hit the high backhand? You know, whatever it is. And you're like, oh, you yeah. go like this. Okay, great. You know, do it a few times and now you're playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And now how many times do you encounter that specific shot mm-hmm. in a one game or one match or however you call right. one setting, one yeah. practice? Not that many. Right, mm-hmm. but if you have a great coach, it's like, hey, we're just gonna specifically work on this high backhand. We're just gonna hit the ball to you every time. You're gonna encounter this same stimulus, you know, 150 times as practice. Go, mm-hmm. uh, uh, same thing, over, over. So now, next time you see it, 
you, in a live setting. Hit, yeah. Oh, they're like, there it is. I know how to do this. Boom, right? You did mm-hmm. hit it. Same thing in judo. Losing position, tomonage. Right. Right? It's like, okay. How many times do you see uh, it? How many times have you done it? Yeah, yeah. How many times have you been in that exact situation going for that exact same tomonage? Right. Not that many. Yeah, since they taught it to me the other day, I did it four or five times. Now mm. I'm expected to hit it in a live setting? No, it'll never work. Right. So now all of a sudden you're in a live Vandori setting and then you're spamming in it like six, seven times every single time. Every single time the person gets dominant position, you drop to your back, go for Tomonage. No mm. one's going to want to work out with you. Right. <laughs> right. So it has to be a specific dedicated drill of like, all right, man, we're going to go like 30%. I'm drilling this specific thing. You could focus on grip fighting right. and beating me in grips. <clears throat> I'll let you get there. Uh, Once I get there, I'm going to work on my Tomonage. Give me like 30% resistance, okay? Right. So now, oh, outgripped. Uh, more fake. Uh, the, the, the Tomonage, right? Uh, the, 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 and then you're doing it over and over, so you get 10, 15 reps right. in a two, three-minute period. So I, uh, so you said you, this is like a – you try to dedicate more time to the for more this directed pra- uh, drilling or practice, I should say. Nowadays, yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to, right? I'm yeah. trying to, and I'm preaching it a little bit. Like, so if someone is doing, you know, specifically asking me these questions, like, hey, mm. man, during Uchikomi time, mm. do this kind of a drill instead. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of doing that. I see, you know? I see. Not everyone can do it at the same time. Mm. Not everyone can do this period because <clears throat> a good portion of the people can't even do Tayo period. Right, right. Right, so they have to be able to do it. And then if you have a partner that can't, is not a good uke, who can't mm-hmm. take the drills, period, now right, you need knowledgeable resistance. You need skilled right. resistance. So yeah. it has to almost be this person can provide skilled resistance. Mm-hmm. This person can provide resistance at you know X percentage of intensity. right? These two people can work on it. And this person's working on this. This person's working on that. And now there's sort of a synergistic thing where they can right. make each other better both. And then I'll be like, all right, you guys work on this. Right. Okay. You guys go over here and do that. Huh? Do, do, right. oh, so when people ask, you try to pair the person up with the right uke. Not when people ask, because a lot of oh. the times people are asking questions that aren't going to lead to this kind of a drill. Mm. A lot of the times it's questions like, hey, sensei, how do I do an arm bar? It's like, don't, it's like, go ask that guy instead. You know, like, that's, like, <laughs> that's not, you know, right. And I, I won't be a dick about it, but it's like, that's not, this drill doesn't really fit into, Mm-hmm. The person that doesn't know how to do an armbar yet. Right, right, right. This, this is idea a level up, yeah. Is, so this is a level up episode. This is not yeah. for, you know, maybe for white belts. Yeah. Right? But it, it's the uh, the assumption is that you need to know the basics. Like, you need to you know how basics, to hit yeah. it. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Right. I think this is more relevant in the waza. Mm-hmm. Because everybody can provide, and then there's a lot less fear. Right, right, right. Pass the guard, guard retention. Pass the guard, guard retention. 30, 30% speed. You're going to mm. let the guy pass your guard because the goal is to do guard retention, mm. right? Guy passes the guard. You're trying to retain guard, right? You're going to let the person do it because the person on the bottom is tr- drilling to right. the retention. Right, right, Cooperative right. drill at 30% resistance. Yeah, I noticed no fear. that too. I no noticed fear. that. You could do this. Yeah. Yeah. In BJJ practice, this is more natural. I think of this kind of Well, there's of no fear. You could have yeah. two beginners do that. Now right. it's like, all right, we're going to do 30% speed where you're trying to throw a Sotogari and the other guy, and then guys <laughs> chopping at the knees. They don't want to get thrown. They get right. stiffened up. And now it's like, you, you can't do it. You just right. can't do this drill safely. Yeah. You know? So this sort of has to come into play a lot later when you have skilled opposition, safe uh, people in the room who can benefit from this kind of uh, exercise. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's like the leveling up part. This kind of... Uh like 
this kind of uh, points to the important fact that about judo, where it's not just about throws. You need you need to be able to take the throws as, uh, well as well. You know, it, you need to yeah. be able to be a good partner. Be able um, to be a good partner, not just to protect yourself, but to you know improve, help each other improve. Yeah, and do this kind of drilling. Yeah, yeah, and you need a good person to sort of guide it. Mm-hmm. If you're taking the drill yourself and you're having a conversation like, oh, you see what I'm doing here? I'm stepping out and going tile. It's easy to take two, three minutes of that drill time and spend it explaining to the yeah. other person. And now you're just talking the whole time. No one's actually doing anything. Like it's right. very, 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 very easy to fall into that trap. And I see right. it all the time. It's like, hey, man, you guys worked out together for four minutes. I saw maybe four attacks. The whole right. time. Like, what are you guys doing? Stop having a conversation. You know, and I always say like, all right, we're drilling this now. Go ahead, do it. Uh, no one needs to hear your dissertation about the history of Osotogari. Like, give one <laughs> thing that's feedback, one feedback, and then let them work on it. Especially right, right. when there's like a brown belt Skills. working with a yellow belt, right. brown belt working with a, a white belt. And then they're just like explaining it. Right. No, your pinky's not in the right place. Your toes are not in the right place. You're not pulling it off. Kazushi's not there. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, shut up. Just freaking let the guy work. Because, yeah, guy it's all, all, the, all those like small details will be picked up by doing them. You, know, you got to right? do it first yeah, and foremost, you do it right? Forth. Yeah. You can't just sit there and listen to the person. It's like, why wouldn't you just watch a YouTube video then? <laughs> They're there to actually do it, right? right. And then if you're going to give feedback, give one feedback. Right. Make it concise. I, as I always say in the dojo, less talking, more judo. Even when yeah. I instruct, you know, I limit my yeah. instruction. Three-minute chunks, that's it. Right, right. I do three minutes, go try it. Give individualized feedback, like mm-hmm. walking down the line. Hey, Peter, you do this, or yeah. blah, blah, blah. and why don't you guys work on this, or whatever it is? All right, bring it in. This is what I'm seeing across the board. You know, 40% of you guys are doing like this. We're gonna refine it. If you already mastered it, we're gonna do this new thing here. Mm-hmm. Go try it. Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. That's it. Go try it. Right. Right. So like, three minutes instruction. Four or five minutes to do it. Three minutes instruction. Four or five minutes to do it efficient right? a lot of reps reps yeah. yeah i see that's 15 20 minutes right there mm-hmm. and then andori <laughs> yeah well nagakomi maybe yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> nagakomi nagakomi yeah that's a, i guess andori, nagakomi yeah. in a way is uh yeah it's more of a that that one you need a good okay too because you and then all, people tend to chat 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 during that time too yeah it's like they get on the nagakomi mat and they're like how do you do Ippon Senagi? It's like, no, man, no, stop no. asking that question <laughs> right know. now. Like, this is, you're holding up the entire line. Right. You right? should be you're just doing Ippon do... Senagi right now. It's like, Ippon Senagi, boom, yeah. boom, boom. What am I doing wrong? Like, am I doing this correctly? Does it feel good? Like, what should I do? Am I pulling enough? It's like, just freaking do it, man. <laughs> I saw this on YouTube the other day. Like, can I try this on you? And then it's like, um, what is it? <laughs> It's like a sode with one arm with a front flip. It's like, no, you're not trying that on me, man. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like the competition version, like the Ronda Rousey thing where you just yeah, that somersault one. over. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, front flip sode. It's like, no, you're not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so we have to, the basic fundamental thing is you have to have a good foundation. You have to know the individual yeah. techniques. You should be able to do it, you know, uh, in a cooperative setting, like perfectly, then yeah. you can add things on like the complementary attacks, feints, combinations, 
now and then you can move on to positioning yeah. like grip fighting positioning yeah. yada, yada, yada. and on top of that you know to work on these things you, you need to be able to also take the, your falls right you have good okay you know yep. um so it's like this is the level up this is i think this is the real like the where the fun part begins or more frustrating part in yeah. a way yeah but a little bit frustrating yeah yeah this Gotta is feel the this out. yeah you know and then you could look at newaza transition which is the biggest gap in judo mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like all right we're doing newaza one person gets into this right. da- down position okay let's start right yeah all right we're doing newaza okay i'm gonna be in bottom guard let's go <laughs> right as opposed to like judo hit the ground boom newaza begins right who trains that I the got National it. Training yeah. Center trains that. Mm-hmm. All our Olympians in the United States train that. Right. But dojos, do they specifically train that? Sometimes it's hard, right? For us too. It's like when there's too many people space, on the mat, yeah. which is like a frequent occurrence nowadays, it's like we can't actively train transitions because bodies be flying, people be getting hurt. Right. So we compartmentalize the training. All right, we're doing stand-up cooperative drills. Now we're doing Nawaza, mm. right? We don't let... These people do Tachiwaza here and Nawaza going on at the same time because someone will land on somebody. Right. And that's from a safety and uh, safety perspective, right? Mm-hmm. We have to do it like that. But, but that's yeah. the biggest gap of judo. And that's right. the beauty of judo Nawaza over other types of Nawaza. Yeah. Because you're really attacking that transition. Because once you're settled on the ground, you only have a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, nothing's happening. Back up to your feet. It's like freestyle mm-hmm. and Greco wrestling. Parterre, right, right. boom, hit the ground. Go for the gut wrench or lift right away. If nothing's happening and you're trying to settle your grips and settle this, like, okay, okay, back to your feet. Right, right. Yeah. I think right. that transition, it, there was a big gap in my game too. I've been trying to work on it, but, you know, I used yeah. to go, if I go for a turn through like Serenage, I was exposed yeah. by that and I would get choked a lot in the competitions yeah. and yeah. things like that. Because yeah. you're right, like, how many times do you actually get into that situation during practice? Yeah. I mean, you should, you're, right? I yeah. mean, I, I, have days where if there's not that many people on the mat mm-hmm. which is very rare or at the end of a practice where yeah. most of the people have done their rounds and they've gone They're home tired, it's like yeah. all right yeah you know we're gonna go three pairs on the mat uh failed failed attack transition to newaza that's mm-hmm. what we're doing right newaza transitions and then a lot of you you've seen me do this okay losing position grip fighting mm-hmm. as soon as you you know lose position with the grips you cool. go for tomanage transition newaza over on the pass and go you know, right right seen that kind of yeah. exercise, but it's, time is so limited when you're running a, a club, right? Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. You can't really focus. And, you know, people don't like deliberate training that much. And it's like specifically <laughs> doing the same thing over yeah, and over yeah. and over and over, it, and over just for the purpose of winning. Uh, it's not really fun for a lot of people. You know? Right. Sometimes it's uh, figuring out the game and being involved in playing this game. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like you enjoy playing chess, but how many people enjoy doing tactics? Yeah, or like you know, just chess uh, tactics. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you you love baseball, right? But just working on one small aspect of the game generally is not that fun, right? You know, and people tie together doing those tedious, boring exercises with winning. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the general motivator, mm-hmm. right? But you know, if you're not competing, if you're right. doing it for fun, if you're doing it for fitness, right? Com- competition's not really Right. Right? In your mindset, then, then you know, you don't get that much out of these drills, right? I guess that's not a challenge. I mean, I think, yes, and that is true, but I think there are ways to kind of frame the drill, this deliberate yeah. training 
in a more fun way like try to yeah you can like yeah you can kind of gamify it like because it's all about the instant gratification and then you get into this Mm. loop you know virtuous cycle you know for sure Uh, for sure we've been doing like uh okay start in losing position stand and go mm. we've been doing a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well it's a but i like i said this is this can be frustrating this uh, leveling up process but this is, I think, where judo really becomes judo to a lot of the beginners. Like when yeah. you start, you know, looking at these different aspects of judo. Yeah. And yeah. all right. Well, um, anything else to add before we end? Nope. That's it. Hope you level cool. up in judo. Yeah. Reach out to us, mostly Peter on Instagram at all hours of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, and stay tuned for the next episode. Yep. Bye. Thank you.